And welcome to the J Train Podcast. This is J Train, Jared Freed, coming to you live from the West Village of Manhattan. That's right. Every Monday, we read your emails, we hear your stories, we take your questions. And it's a new year, people. It's 2023. That's right. It's Monday. It's that Monday after New Year's. There's good and bad to the Monday after New Year's. There's, there's, uh, you know, it's always nice when New Year's day is a Thursday and then you get that whole weekend to still be your past year self before feeling like the next week you have to be your New Year's self. This year it happened on a Saturday, so it is happening quicker. So let me give you the excuse. This podcast, let it let it be the show that eases you into the new year. I'm assuming you get the day off today, no? I don't think everything just starts right away. If you're listening right now, I'm taping this before the new year, but I wanted to make sure we had a episode out on Monday morning when you woke up and you headed into 2023. I want to thank you for being a part of this podcast. I want to thank you for starting your year with me. It is a solo episode. Turn, Put down the lights. This is how we ease our way in. This is how we do it. This is how we do it. We ease our way into the new year. Happy New Year to you. I hope you got a smooch from someone at the party. And it was consensual. Yeah, that's right. I hope you had a good New Year's. I hope you had a great New Year's. I, I, I got some emails in front of me. If you want to be a part of this podcast, if you're new here, we, people send in their emails and we talk them out. I usually have a guest. This is a turn down the lights, ease into the New Year episode. If you hear an email today that relates to something you talked about with a friend or a coworker or a brother or a sister, a mama, a papa, share it, share it, share it. And if you want to have your question read on the show, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. That's the email address to send it to, jtrainpodcast at gmail.com. So before we get started, I got live shows. People, Houston is sold out. I'm going to be in Dallas this weekend. Then I'm coming to Toronto. We added a fourth show. And then I'm going to be in Vegas, Perrysburg, Ohio, Vancouver, Canada. That's right. Irvine, California, Indianapolis, Oklahoma City. So get your tickies. Assemble the group chat. I got new material I'm working on new material. That's kind of been where I'm at right now. I'm, I'm in New York. My flight got canceled. If you want to hear about my flight getting canceled, you can subscribe to the Patreon, patreon.com slash Jared Freed. This episode, this turn down the lights episode is really what the Patreon is like. So if you're wondering, if you've been, I don't know, five bucks a month, two extra podcasts a week, I do a coffee with J Train, which is a lot like kind of what you're listening to now. And then I do luxury lounge for Patreon subscribers. So it's two extra podcasts. They're like a little shorter. They're 20, 30 minutes maybe. Um, Patreon.com slash Jared Freed. Sign up. If you like kind of the, you know, the, how this one sounds, you'll like that. So we're going to get to the emails. Let's get into it. Curious, J-Train, Shelby, and Guess. Well, you just got your Papa JT here today. I want to start this, e- I, I to start this email with how happy I am and how wonderful my husband of six years is. Before I met Mike, I was crushing the dating apps, meeting guys, going out, having fun, and really just happy with where I was holding. 
Fast forward to meeting my husband on J-Swipe, the Jewish Tinder, if you're not familiar. He was never a big talker on his previous experiences before me. I knew about his previous, uh, prior jobs, that he hadn't been in a serious relationship, his drive to become more educated and such. He is a sweet man and really was very interested in me from, be from the beginning. I've always been open about my past relationships, whether casual or serious or in between. I would run into them there, uh, here and there, and although there was no exchange between us, I'd tell my husband, oh, that's so-and-so from the old hookup days. When I would question my husband about his past relationships, he would always brush it off, tell me how he doesn't like these conversations. He told me he was in a relationship that he would he told me he was in relationships that he never saw a future with. That would be the end of the conversation. I enjoy hearing about people's past and what happened that made them the way they are. I'd like to hear about how he was chased or not chased, or stalked or not stalked, dumped or broke someone's heart. My question is, am I crazy for wanting him to open more uh, to hear about what he liked and didn't like about certain girls from his past? I just want wasn't wanted to know. I, I just want to know he was loved and desired by other women uh, who couldn't have him. It kind of turns me on and he knows that I could tell it makes him uncomfortable. But why would it sincerely curious, George? It You know. It is interest. This is an interesting email. I don't think you're crazy. I don't think you're crazy for wanting to hear about past relationships. I'm not. I don't think you're crazy for being turned on by that to hear, you know, you know, especially with your husband of six years who you trust and care about. You go, ooh, these stories kind of just hearing how he operated in another time. I can understand that from any angle why that would be kind of hot. I also understand why your husband might be uncomfortable. I mean, especially the way you wrote this, I'm sure, you know, when you write, I want to know he was loved and desired by other women who couldn't have him. Maybe that didn't happen. <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a very kind of boring tale that, it, you know, considering you're like kind of lusting over a tale that might not exist, it may, if I'm him, I would think maybe... The other way could happen too, that you could be turned off by no stories. If he was like, yeah, so I dated this girl and um, she didn't really want to date me and I kept texting her to go out and she never responded. Then finally, like, we hooked up and I came quickly in my pants and she didn't call me again. You'd be like, oh, um, I guess... <laughs> I don't think you'd be like, ooh, tell me again how you came in your pants. You know, like, you, I don't think you would go into that i so i understand and here's another thing so i understand let's say in the way you describe your husband i'm leaning more towards that being the case that there just isn't much to tell and he's more embarrassed that there's not much to tell and he's like ah i'm kind of you know ruining you know i'm kind of ruining your moment here that you're looking for and if i ruin that moment and i get real honest with you i don't know if you're gonna really be and i'm sure you know you're married to this person i'm sure you wouldn't get be hard on him but it's right now you're writing into me so there is an illusion that maybe there's these stories out there and then i will say from an from the guy's perspective some of the, you know, when you say, before I met Mike, I was crushing the dating apps. When you hear that from a woman, we all go, woo, get it, girl. Ooh, ooh, ooh. You know, it is a big, you know, end of the movie, First Wives Club. 
We shall be everlasting love. I'm in a singing mood today. I don't know why. Do you know what I mean, though? That is where we would be for you. When a guy says he's crushing the dating apps, those stories aren't as easy to tell. They're a little icky. And I know you're kind of asking for icky. You do. You want to hear about what he liked and didn't like about certain girls from his past. I want to know he was loved and desired by other women who couldn't have him. You know, those stories aren't maybe, in, you know, told to a friend they might be okay, but it, from the guy's side, they either go into the land of we were turned down and it's not really that good of a look, you know? Oh, yeah, this one, and, and then it makes maybe, maybe in, in a, another, I'm just saying these stories don't, really get received well from from the pat from from my experience oh uh, yeah you know there was one girl that really wanted to date me but i just wanted to fuck and we would text every week and i would text her late night and i really feel bad about that now like i there's i i think there's an element of like feet looking back and going oh i wish i didn't have to you know didn't go that way you know you hear a lot of women talk about their like past dating experiences and everyone's either it, it, it's very dr dramatized and i i think that's nice i i understand why it is and and it's loved and lost and ooh, we had a torrid love affair of years you know and if anything if you've listened to this podcast for a while like you know guys don't get into the weeds and the details you know you don't hear like oh we've been hooking up for six years they go no that's someone i've been hooking up with there's no story to a lot of the things so and a lot of that is to kind of, you know, blissfully avoid the details that kind of make you feel like you've been the dick. And I, I hope this is coming across in a way that, you know, I, I just think like, you know, everyone's, uh, you know, you're, everyone's a guy until they're your husband, you know, <laughs> I, and I don't mean that for you know, to, to, to let people off the hook for being, but the, all the stuff that lands in the gray area is just kind of icky from a guy and, oh, she's just having her hoe phase. I, I do believe that. So I'm just, I, I can't give you the answer on like what you should do. I, I think maybe talking about it in a way where maybe there's, I, I guess the, I'm giving you kind of his feelings maybe, which I actually think are his feelings. And again, it's either he has no story and he feels that his story would be a letdown to you or he kind of looks back on that phase of life and he goes, Ugh, I'm, I'm not really, that's not really, you know, uh, uh, a proud or, or what, uh, something I look back on, uh, you know, with bragging or, or that I've dressed up in this dramatized way. What I would say to you is if you're asking him the questions the same way you're asking me, that's probably why there's no communication. So if you're asking him these questions in the, I want to know if he's loved and lost and whose pussy he left wet and on red, you're, I can understand he's like, ah, that's not really the entryway to this communication. I think maybe understanding like that these stories don't exist or that he's not proud of them in the way or hasn't dramatized the way where he's the hero. That's the thing. You're not the hero in a lot of these stories. Yeah, she wanted a date and I didn't really want a date because I wasn't feeling it, but I was totally attracted to her and we hooked up a little bit and then it just kind of fizzled out. Like, that's not a fun, oh, it was a torrid love affair. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. We're sponsored, people. Before we get to the sponsors, all the sponsors in the new year are about helping you kind of like 
make yourself better for the new year. So I, I think that's my overall um, kind of plug to listen to the sponsors. Like I'm looking at, you know, the first one's every plate. Every plate is here to help you achieve your resolutions. Right. This is this is going to be the theme of all the sponsors today. So you can save money with delicious, affordable recipes delivered to your door from EveryPlate. EveryPlate helps you to expand your cooking skills with six-step, easy-to-follow recipes. At first, I was skeptical, thinking meal kits might be expensive, but now I'm convinced you can get the same deliciousness at a much lower price. So I got to tell you, these, these meal kits are, if you're in New Year, New Me mode, which I am... I'm. People think that I'm like a hater on resolutions, I think, because I'm a hater. You know, I guess I... I have opinions on things, so they would assume I don't like New Year's resolutions. I love them. I actually think a day of resolution is better than a day of no resolution. So I think what every plate does is, one, it's going to give you the right portions. If you're living alone, if you're living with a partner, if you're living with a roommate and you you guys want to like chip in on this, every plate's going to give you the portion-controlled aspect of meals that kind of gets away from you when you're trying to be healthy. Like when I go to the store, I'm getting a lot of everything and my stomach is bigger than my, or my eyes are bigger than my stomach. Um, here's the other thing. And you can cook these in 30 minutes or less. And every plate meal, uh, your own options to swap in proteins and sides are added proteins to veggie dishes. So you can get to do you. Here's the thing about every plate. Putting the meal together is a, men- is, is a great mental move. It is a mental health move. Seeing the picture, making the meal, seeing how you compare to the picture. This is all in addition to the health benefits of eating a meal that is portioned right and has you know great options that are fresh and delivered to your door. It is great to just put together the dish. Get started with every plate for just $1.39 per meal. People, come on. $1.39 per meal by going to everyplate.com slash podcast and entering code JTRAIN139. That's up to $134 value. That's $1.39 per meal, but only if you use code JTRAIN139 at everyplate.com slash podcast. So we love it. This is great. So again, the ads today are about improving your life. We are in resolution mode. In-laws hijacking my vacation. Jared, all the feathers to the most tender portion of your private parts. Well, thank you. Hold on. Let me get those feathers. Ah. I'm a longtime listener of the You Up and the J Train podcast. I've recommended you to countless friends, seeing you in person. You are fantastic. Thank you. Your advice and perspective has changed the way I approach everyday relationships and situations onto my problem. Well, that's very kind. Okay. Here we go. I recently had a baby. Congratulations. Now four months old. My husband's brother had a baby six weeks after us, and they live about a five-hour drive away. Okay. We recently were together for the holiday, having the babies meet for the first time. It was great, especially since we don't get to see my brother and sister-in-law much, three to four times a year. We were talking in passing about taking a beach trip with the babies next summer, and my mother-in-law interjected, do we get to go? Uh, Hey, wouldn't it be nice if we were, do we get to go? Oh, <laughs> we were meaning, we were meeting her and my, fa- we were, we, we mean, I don't know, there's a misspelling here that my, so my mother-in-law interjected, do we get to go? Awkwardly in the moment, we said, sure. The idea of a beach vacation with me, my husband, our kid, and my husband's brother, wife, and kids sounds great, but adding in the parents is too much. We have a good relationship with my mother-in-law. 
but she can be overbearing. And selfishly, I don't want to pass my baby around, include my in-laws in everything for a week. Points to mention, we would all be staying in a house together. The flights down are about two hours and not expensive. Allegiant is an option. Don't judge me. Well, you've been judged. We all will be paying for our own shares of the house. If my in-laws were offering to pay for the whole thing, this would be a different story. We would be going for about five days. My sister-in-law and I are on the same page, but both of our husbands are too scared to say anything to their parents. I don't blame them. And when we suggested the parents meet us for the tail end of the trip, the responses were something like, well, good luck with that, or that's a sticky situation. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I totally understand both of your husbands, because I would be like, ah, uh, 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 well, mm, shouldn't have said something in front of them. Frustrated with my husband because he makes fun of his mom for being psycho helicopter parents, and I always defend her. Yeah, he makes fun of her away from her. But when it comes to this, he's too scared to say something. Yes, he's absolutely too scared to say something. Is there any way to compromise? Do I just suck it up and go with the whole gang? Do we not invite them at all and let them be mad at us? I feel like our fun trip got hijacked. Thanks for any input. Love, aid is a crowd. I think you're fucked. Um, <laughs> this is a tough one because here's the thing. Here's the problem with grandparents. And here's the problem with parents. Time is, you know, in their mind, you are robbing them of, and it's it would have been one thing if you guys had just done the trip and just been like, uh, and again, I'm sure they're the the a parent's greatest joy is seeing that their two sons and their wives and the kids are all getting along well enough that they want to do the trip like this. I'm sure it's like, you know, for them, like, look, look at, we did a great job. We have two kids that love each other. We have two kids that chose women that all want to get along and have a good time together. Like all of this is good. But the minute they find out about it and you say, well, we don't want you to come, you've kind of over, they're not going to see it that way. They're not going to think about, oh, how great a parents we are. They're going to think, what the fuck? Our kids don't want to spend time with us. What the fuck? Their wives don't want us around our grandbabies. You know, I don't think so. I think there's a, the compromise, I, I just, and also, your reasoning isn't good enough. And, and here's the thing, I, I do agree, you know, if the grandparents came in and were like, no, 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 we're taking care of the house, we're taking care of the flights, we're all going down. That, to me, is kind of like the grandparent job, like, especially if you get later in life, you got some extra you know, some extra bucks to like, you know, dote on your grandkids, but maybe they're not in that position. That's okay. So I understand why that would be different. Here's what I would say to you. If I'm you, let's, let's, you, you have to include them, but you're not doing a house anymore. I think the house is the problem. I think if you want separation, because hotel rooms give you the excuse built in. I just did a, tweet for Christmas saying how you know the nap thanking the nap for giving us an excuse when you say oh I was taking a nap people go oh, oh, oh got, got a nap in people are it kind of gets people to back off so when you're in separate hotel rooms then you can do maybe like and and here's the thing I would use the grandparents as grandparents I would say I would get ahead with planning one night where it's going to just be the 
adults going out. So you, you grandparents take care of the kids. They babysit one night while you guys get a nice dinner. You know, they, let's use the grandparents. And, and again, to go back to the time thing, when you say, you know, we're going down, they'll go, okay, I guess we got like four more years on earth to like spend with you. But I guess you... You know, well, I guess this is one of those times that we could have, but we won't. You know, I, I don't think it's going to be seen well. I think you include them. I think you plan one night where the grandparents can be the babysitters and you guys get to go out and have a date night or a double date night. Um, and then I would do hotels. I think the house is what I wouldn't want to be on vacation. And that, now, you know, I, I'm sure with babies, maybe a house seems easier but if you're if you want here's what you need you need doors that lock to create the boundaries and right now your your plan is a whole house of doors that don't lock because it was going to be with people you knew wouldn't pop in well now you got some popper inners grandparents are big popper inners you got parents that are overbearing and i think you're going to have more i think to, and i also do live in the world of like including is way easier and also creates more fun for you and the brother and the sister-in-law to make fun of. I would do that and I would get ahead of it. Plan the trip, plan it without them, plan it so much that they go, ooh, I don't know if we can handle this. And then you go, well, okay, you know, we can still go. You, you can just back out of your hotel room since it's all separate. J train podcast at gmail.com. J train podcast at gmail.com. Again, another sponsor to help your life. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. When life gets you feeling overwhelmed, working with a therapist can make you more prepared to take on everything life throws at you. Here's okay. I love this because right now you might be thinking in terms of new year, new me. And a part of that could be therapy. And I think BetterHelp is the perfect toe in the therapy water. I don't know if it's the answer to what you're, you know, the, to all your questions, but I do know that I am the type of person that Googles therapy and then goes, what the fuck am I doing? With BetterHelp, they have a platform that can help you choose the right uh, therapist for you. BetterHelp is a therapy option that is convenient, flexible, affordable, and entirely online. As the affordable part is big, too. They've taken out the offices. You don't have to go in a waiting room. Fill out a brief questionnaire, get matched with a licensed therapist, and switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Easy. See, that's the great part. So you can kind of like, you know, it's a little bit of a therapy buffet. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help you get, help you get there. Visit BetterHelp.com slash JTrain. That's BetterHelp.com slash JTrain today to get 10, 10, 10, 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash J-Train. 10% off your first month. That's great. And what a great way to start off your year in the same way we have resolutions for our body. Some people have resolutions for their mind. Is my boyfriend manipulating me? Hello from a listener fan across the pond in the UK. Me and my boyfriend have been together for 18 months, and just last month, I bought my first house. He really wants to move in with me, but because I've never lived without housemates before, I want some time of my own in the house to decorate and just enjoy it after saving so hard to purchase it. 
when I first told him I wasn't ready uh, for him to move in, he took it very hard. He was very upset, crying, saying it made him feel like he wasn't important in my life. He still hasn't fully let it go. And because of this, he's been accusatory about other things in my life. For example, I recently bought some underwear and after they were delivered, he accused me of hiding them because they were for someone else. Uh, this is over. I, I, I'm sorry to like stop your email, but it sounds like the trust is gone. It's not about the house. It's not about the underwear. We are due to go on holiday in the summer, and it's quite an expensive cruise. He's now said he won't be living with me because he can't afford to pay his half and will be paying 800 pounds towards it, leaving to me to pay the 2,500 plus all the flights there and back. When I said I didn't want to do this, couldn't afford it, he was upset again, saying it's just another thing I don't want to do with him, and I'm taking things away from him. All of this feels a bit manipulative. And if I was uh, at the start of the relationship, I'd run a mile. However, he's been a model boyfriend the 18 months leading up to this. So I'm wondering, is this just a phase he's going through or is he now revealing his true colors? I'm 29, he's 34 in case that makes a difference. I, I think we get caught up too much in trying to figure out what is this? Is this manipulation? Instead of going, I think you've, the run of the relationship is over. And what you're doing is kind of a thing a lot of people do. If this were the start of the relationship, I'd run a mile. Well, this is the relationship as it stands today. This is who you're dating today. Do you want to be with that person or not? I wouldn't. I wouldn't want to be with someone who, when I say how I feel and how I feel about my living situation, um, they accuse me of, well, now this must mean all these other things that I am lying to them about. Here's, here's the other thing. And, and this has just like been said about relationships a million times. There's the Woody Allen quote of relationships are like sharks. Uh, they either keep moving or they die. And if I, here's, here's the thing. And right now you're in the, this email is an extreme version. This email is extreme. The, you know, you're dating 18 months. And if I was dating someone 18 months and, 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 and you the extremeness of this is the vacation and I can't pay. And I mean, the guy crying, I think that's a little off to, to be honest. If I said to someone, Hey, I want to move in with you. And they were like, no, I'm not ready for that. And I just burst into tears. I, I think they're bursting into tears over. I like you more than you like me. It's a realization of that. When you say, when this person says to you, Hey, um, you know, and, and the problem is the money gets in the way, the 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 ownership. You own this place. So you're like, is he trying to use me to get into my, you know, fully owned place? No. If I was dating someone and I said to them, I'm ready to move in, and they looked at me and they go, well, I just want my alone time. I would know that, oh, oh, I guess I was farther ahead than them. I guess I was thinking in terms that they weren't thinking of. And I think this person who wrote in, I agree with their kind of like all the things they bring up about the guy. Now, you know, let me, t I, I guess I'm taking his side a little bit and I don't mean to because his side's tough to take. You know, when, when he says we're going to, when the emailer says we're supposed to go away on vacation and then he says he's leaving it to you to pay 2,500. To me, these are all kind of ways he's testing you because he's not confident. And that comes out in a bad way. It comes out, lack of confidence comes out in a kind of disastrous way. 
and that's kind of what he's doing. So now you feel you're being manipulated. I think you are being manipulated. You're, and it, I guess in the most empathetic terms to this guy, because it, it's one or the other. He's trying to swindle you, <laughs> which I, I would hope is not the case. And I'm laughing because it's like, I guess that's an option. Or the manipulation sometimes takes on the form of, here's a test to see if you like me still. And that's what it sounds like he's doing to me. Here's a test. And, and when you're the person who's staying in the relationship because, well, he's been a good boyfriend. A good boyfriend is not I love him. Model boyfriend. Get out of here. I could, Listen, there's a lot of people that would be model partners that aren't the right partner for you. And, it sound, and to me, when you're dating someone you like a lot or trying really hard with and they're not kind of giving you anything back except – Good job, sir. Yes, I'll do the vacation. When it doesn't feel like a warm hug and it feels like a check off the box, I understand what this guy's grasping a straw. So I do think he's trying to manipulate you. He's trying to manipulate you into answers for his own lack of confidence, for his own ego, for his own um, fears of being left. And I do think you should leave him because... I don't know if someone said, ah, it's been pretty good till now. It's been the model boyfriend about me. I'd be like, right, okay, do you ever, you know, do you ever wake up in the middle of the night wet thinking about me? You know, like, I, I don't know. Not that I, I, I do want that. Yeah. Do you ever like lust over me or do you ever, or am I just fit, fitting into the cubby hole of your life? Do, am I, am I organizational or am I romantic? So it does make a difference. He's 34, you're 29. It, it, it feels like you're just happy to have a boyfriend, and I, I would end it. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Let's do another one. Family home versus hotel. Jared, wishing you many feathers. I would be forever indebted to you if you can solve this issue for me. Okay. I love a forever debt. Let's see if I can solve it. I've been exclusively involved with a long-distance lover for nearly a, a long-distance. That sounds, again, this goes back to the first email, like the way she's talking. It's a long-distance lover. I think a guy would write, ah, I got some chick that lives far away. We fuck sometimes. <laughs> I've been exclusively involved. Ex well, you're exclusively involved with a long-distance lover for nearly a year now. He asked if he could meet my family over New Year's. This made me really happy. I look forward to everyone hanging out. He lives overseas. I live in Florida, and he will be meeting me in Wisconsin where my family is. Wonderful. Love it. Well, I love it, except it's already happened. Oh, well, hope, hopefully this helps. Here's my dilemma. I'm from a small town. He'll be traveling at least 18 hours and taking an extra flight to get to where I'll be meeting him, landing at 8 p.m. I want him to be comfortable, so I plan on getting a hotel in the quote-unquote city 20 minutes from the remote area where my parents' house is located. He never asked to not stay with my parents, but I tried to put myself in his shoes and thought if I were traveling 18 hours, the last thing I would want to do is meet someone's family for the first time. Well, here's what I would say. I, I, I understand... I think what you're doing is very nice. If I'm in his shoes, I would be like, well, I, it would be hard for me to, to be mad about that. It would be because I'd be like, especially from the way, you know, I live it. Um, he asked if he could meet my family over New Year's. So if you ask to meet the family, you take with it 
you asked for this. So the idea that like you driving directly to the parents' house and him being like, what? You did, there's no there, there's no staging room for me to get ready for your parents? Like, that would be crazy. So I think you're doing way more than he's even asking for. My parents are offended that I don't want us to stay with them. You got to stay with the parents. Please keep in mind the below. I'm 31. He's 33. Both successful professionals. I work remote, so I will be staying with them December 4th through January 8th. I haven't seen this long distance man in two months. I'm trying to get fucked. Yeah, that's a big, to me, that's the toughest one to tell your parents. This isn't about you. I think that's the thing. If you, because I don't, I think from your parents, if you serve it to them as like, oh, I don't want him to have to, you know, be with you after 18 hours flight, the parents are probably like, what? He doesn't want to be with us? He doesn't want to see us? That's, if you looked at your, if you could, in a perfect world, you could look at your parents and go, this vagina's going to get fucked, okay? It's been two months, mom. Okay, just let me get this fucking let me get this done in a courtyard Marriott instead of my on my race car bed in my high school bedroom. Like I, I think your mom would go, oh, okay, I'll I'll see him when you're done. Enjoy your fucking. Like I think that would be a different. It's in. It's funny because I do understand your parents. Are like what he was he too good to use our showers? To, we he can nap in our house. We're nice people. It's if they saw it from the perspective of like. Mom, I'm trying to fuck. You know, like it would be a little, I think they would be different. My parents said they would be asleep by the time we get there. Yeah, lies. But their bedroom is right off the living room. Yeah, they're, they're, no, no, no. They're, they're thinking of us. Yeah, we don't mind if he showers. <laughs> this is very funny miscommunication. I'm not trying to ask him to whisper, God forbid, have my mom come out and ask us to keep it down. Yeah, I, I understand. You're not talking about the same things. If they are still awake, which they will be, they will each be five drinks in and in their PJs. Why shouldn't they be? It's their house. But like this man I'm trying to impress is going to meet my parents for the first time in their PJs. He doesn't give a fuck. He doesn't care. His parents are in their PJs too. That's not the problem. This would be uh, for one or two nights as we are going to a different city for the second half of the trip. Ah, you can fuck then. Part of my dad's reason is because we were supposed to go ice fishing the next morning super early, which I understand. I'm with your parents now. Because you got this trip at the back end. You guys can, you know, give each other quiet hand jobs. It'll be fun with your parents next door. I, I don't know. I love my parents. They're so welcoming, casual, a lot of fun. They have a beautiful home in the middle of the woods with a lot of snow and huge fireplace, all the cozy vibes. I know they have the great intentions, but God, they have great intentions, but goddamn, my bedroom is right above theirs. The extra family room is right below. So no matter where they are, they would hear us talking or whatever. Yeah, no, no, no. It is funny that you're you're even not telling me the truth. When you write, the family room is right below. So no matter where they are, they won't. They'd hear us chit-chatting. No, they'd hear the the, the romp that's going to go down. The two months of waiting. I get it. I just thought it would be easier for everyone if we went to a hotel, quote unquote, downtown. She puts it in quotes because it's a small town and can walk to go get a drink and food if he needs it and be able to catch up. I'm trying to be the best host I can be and make him comfortable. No, stop. You're not being honest. That's your biggest problem. How do I please my uh, plead my case to my parents or explain myself so they aren't offended? Well, I don't know how casual and easygoing your parents are, but the only way to go about this with your family is go, hey, I this is about me. I want... Because right now they're going, why would you do this? Our house is comfortable. We're cool parents. If he's such a great guy, then he should be able to handle getting here after an 18-hour flight and meeting the parents that are, you know, hypothetically someone he could be in-laws with, right? Because they are thinking in those terms. 
or am I in the wrong and should I just stay with them? I think you got to stay with them unless you want to unless you are so close with your mom that you can go, mom, uh, it's been two months. I got to get fucked by this guy and I don't feel comfortable fucking in this house. That's the only way. They already know this is my idea, not his. And I know he would be happy to stay there or at least would never let me know if he wasn't help. Thank you, long distance lover. The reason, I, I, I mean, if you've listened to my perspective for any amount of time, you know that I am a people pleaser uh, and look for the, the way out that will make everyone happy. And I also am a pussy when it comes to my family. So... I do think the, you know, I do understand that you, you, I think you're not being honest. I think you're, you're putting this on all these other people when it's really, I want to have some intimate and I'm, I'm, I'm not even, I, I know I've been joking around. It's not even about getting fucked. It's about, I want intimate time with someone that I haven't had intimate time with. And I understand that. I think that's totally reasonable. I think that's maybe the way you could say to your family, you could say, Hey, um, I just want some intimate time. I don't know. <laughs> if I were your dad, I'd be like, what? In my town? You know, like I, I understand. So here's the other thing. You have, um, we're going to a different city for the second half of the trip. So you're going to get the second half of the trip. To me, I think you go to the house, make the parents happy, especially considering how you describe them. They sound fun and nice. Um, and they sound like they've built this home that they want to show off. You're going ice fishing. They want to meet this guy. And I think whether it's your choice or not, they might assume it's his choice. You're kind of putting him in an uncomfortable. I wouldn't want to go. I would be more uncomfortable knowing the parents wanted me to stay at the house uh, than staying at the house. And I didn't than staying at the house. You know, I would be more uncomfortable knowing that the parents weren't happy with the situation than I would comfortable in a hotel for the first night I got there. That's my perspective. I hope you chose the home because I think this will be... And also, it's like a fun adventure. It's a fun story in the grand scheme of life. You'll be at the second half of that trip and you guys will be, you know, deep in one another's arms and other things. JTrainPodcast.gmail.com. JTrainPodcast at gmail.com. Okay, so we've had two sponsors that are all about kind of like organizing your life, food, getting a you know the right portion control. This is about organizing your home. And I think a lot of us are looking at our homes and after the holidays and you go, I got all this new stuff. What do I do with it? FrameBridge, the custom framing company, is the perfect way to refresh your space for the new year by framing everything that matters to you. I've got a bunch of stuff here that I need to get framed and I got to bring it into FrameBridge. They actually have a location in New York as well, but they do all this stuff online. Uh, everything, they can frame bridge just about anything. Game day jersey. Oh, so this is amazing. So you probably have things that you didn't even think of framing. Game day jerseys, selfies, your anniversary dinner menu, artwork, or your favorite movie poster. I have the cue cards from my Tonight Show set frame bridged. I got those and I sent them down to my parents and they're hung up in the garage. They have this like garage gallery. I, I know that sounds weird, but so you know, like my parents loved it and it got done. It was so easy. Just go to framebridge.com, upload your photo, or they'll send you packaging to safely mail any physical pieces, preview your item online in dozens of frame styles and gallery wall layouts, your finished pieces. Come out ready to hang. Prices start at just 39 bucks. Order online at framebridge.com or stop by a Framebridge store near you to work with a designer in person. I have done that. That's the 
for me, that was easier. Get started. But listen, online is easy too. Get started today. Frame your photos or give the perfect gift. Go to framebridge.com. Place your order today. Love that. So those are our sponsors for today. So all of them can help you organize your life. Help. Husband needs to stop taking baths. <laughs> okay. Jared, feather, feather. <coughs> Uh, to you and your guests, well, it's just me. And to Shelby, feathers for everyone. Whoa, there you go, people. Uh, okay, everyone, lift up your legs. Everyone's going to get their nuts feathered by this emailer. On to my problem. My 28 female, so you're a 28-year-old female, and your husband, 30 male, are trying to conceive. I had a miscarriage in the late summer uh, and have been kind of an emotional wreck ever since. It's been hard for me to feel connected to friends and extended family lately, but my husband and my parents and sister have been supportive. I'm grateful. But back to my husband. There's one issue. He won't stop taking baths at night, and the research shows that frequent hot tub soaks, hot baths, saunas, etc., exposures to wet heat, essentially, damage sperm. The effects last for up to three months, and I feel so frustrated that he won't give up his bath time. Give his baths up. I can't believe there's a man out there taking baths regularly. I mean, I've sat in the shower while it sprayed on me like some sort of sad scene in a prison, but I, I've never, I, I don't think I've taken a bath in a long, like I was in a hotel maybe I've taken a bath just because it was there. I stop drinking alcohol after I ovulate every month in case I conceive. And I limit my caffeine intake to 200 milligrams a day during the two weeks wait until I get my period. I'll have to give up hot baths once I get pregnant. And I'm willing to give them up now if that'll make my husband stop damaging his sperm. He claims he really wants to be a dad, but we haven't conceived since our marriage. And he's doing something that directly affects my ability to get and stay pregnant. I feel like I'm doing everything in my power to conceive a healthy kid, and I don't know why he still wants to soak in the hot tub in the tub all the time i mean to me it's so ridiculous that he might not be telling you something we're meeting with a doctor for tests peace of mind etc next month and he says he'll stop taking nightly baths <laughs> is this for real he's taking nightly baths i've never met someone who does this um, he'll stop taking nightly baths then if needed. So after the doctor's appointment, but if he keeps his bath nonsense up for another month, I worry I'll be tempted to inquire about a sperm donor at our appointment. Kidding. Sort of anyways, help. How can I stop being a nagging control freak, but still try and do things right and conceive a healthy kid? How can I get my husband to stop taking baths until we conceive again? Thanks for everything you do. Tub girl. Well, to me, it's ridiculous that he, that he's taking baths. Um, you, I think when people act ridiculously, it is because they're afraid of saying something that is on their mind. And it, I mean, to me, I just can't, especially considering, and, and here's the thing. You wrote in your email um, that you're both trying to conceive. Okay. And then you had a miscarriage. I'm very sorry that happened. And now you're back in, in, in post-miscarriage. I'm sure you're going, okay, I want to do everything right, which it sounds like you're doing. It sounds like, you know, even you writing 200 milligrams a day of caffeine. Like, that is very specific, which means this is very much on your mind. So I think it's... It, it, I think it's all about how you have this conversation with him. You're doing everything, when what you wrote right here, I feel like I'm doing everything in my power to conceive a healthy kid. Okay, 
here's I'll, I'll give you some feedback I would stop it I'm doing everything in my power when you take baths which is proven to be a problem that is kind of you that is communicating to me I take that as you don't care about this as much as I do that, and that's I think how you have to come at it when you do the thing and I'll, I'll just say this what makes me lose trust in an argument this might sound bad, but this is kind of what happens on the internet is I feel like I'm doing everything in my power to conceive a healthy kid. Yeah. No one wants an unhealthy kid. No one wants, you know what I mean? Like, so when you say healthy kid, you go, why are you trying to back me in a corner to agree with you? You know, and I don't know why he still wants to soak in the tub all the time. Um, you know, I, I would do it as it's not about the tub. It's about I'm doing everything. I'm doing 200 milligrams of fucking caffeine a day. I'm not drinking during different weeks. What's, why, when I'm telling you this is something that makes me feel like you're not trying, what is your disagreement with that? Don't you want to make me feel like, and again, I guess I would go back to me. I would, I don't know what I would, uh, the, the explanation of I'll see what the doctor says and then I'll, and then. Why not stop now, see what the doctor says and the, about the tubs, and then go back to the tubs? Do you know what I mean? Like, so I don't trust, it, it, to me, like, th I mean, this would be a really weird way for him to, like, try and not have a kid. But you got, there's something else happening here. And I think it's all about how you talk to him about this. And you're not being a nagging control freak. Um, I, it's more, I'm doing this, and then I'm watching you do something that has legitimately been said to go against the thing that I thought we were both working towards. You know, so it feels like we're playing in a game of tug of war and I'm at the back pulling, you know, with the, the loop around my shoulder, walking backwards, and you're kind of like got your hand on the rope. This is how it feels to me. Explain where I'm wrong is what I would say. Because that is one of those things where I'm like, are we working together or are we not? Do you care about this or do you not? Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. It's an alone episode. People, if you enjoy this, let me know. If you don't, let me know too. I'd like to know. This is our start of 2023. Happy New Year. I hope you have a great New Year. I hope you had a healthy, a safe New Year's Eve. I've got one more email here. We got, we got time for it. I got one more email. Can't stop looking through boyfriend's phone. Jared, esteemed guest. Feather, feather, your podcast gets me through my long commute to work every week, and I harass all my friends to listen. Well, thank you. Anyways, cutting to the chase. I have a problem. I cannot stop looking through my partner's phone. I, 33-year-old female, have been with my partner, 36-year-old male, for two years. We live together and have a great life. However, last spring, I noticed he had been texting a younger 24-year-old female, attractive coworker, who was his subordinate pretty frequently. I brought it up to him, and he reassured me that I had nothing to worry about. It continued through the summer, so naturally I started snooping. I noticed he had been Snapchatting her as well. Eey. See, that's the thing. Someone, I, someone that works for me, if we're texting, makes some sense. 
especially considering the age difference, 36 to 24, what these things, whatever. The minute it's on Snapchat, a 36-year-old man in the land of, I, I would be st- stressed by that as well. But so I brought it up again without revealing my wrongdoing and told him that it made me uncomfortable. He said they only talk about work and that she always initiated the snaps. I began to, fr- I mean, that to me, that's not a good enough explanation because you can just remove, like, what else? Is, I don't know. I don't use Snapchat. I used to, it used to be a bigger thing. I think like most of you, Snapchat was a thing and then it kind of died down and then it kind of went away. And I know that people use it now as a communication device between friends and I don't, and people use it to be in a place where their messages delete. And if they know you're looking, and you said you didn't tell them you were looking through their phone, but I can understand that he was like, oh, the texts have been revealed. You know, she saw the text from the sun. So I'm going to move more towards Snapchat where it's safer water. So why would they move towards Snapchat? Well, maybe, you know, so I do, I do agree. How you got here, and you said it's your partner, so you're not married. But how you got here isn't as important that, as that you're here. I began to frequently look through his phone and found out this was not true. Hold on. He said they only talk about work and that he, she always initiated the snaps. I began to frequently look through his phone and found out this was not true. Their conversations were lengthy and bordered on flirty. Like, that means they're flirty. He continued to maintain that because he's never uh, gotten together with her that he's done nothing wrong and continues to tell me I have nothing to worry about. I should mention I have major trust issues from past relationships and have discussed this with him. After catching them on Snapchat again and getting into another fight about it, he stopped talking to her and I completely and I stopped worrying and snooping. Fast forward to this fall. He went away on a work trip for a week and I had a suspicion he had been talking to her again. I couldn't help myself and look through his phone. During his trip, he was talking to her every day, sending her all the travel pics he sent to me. Again, nothing too alarming. Well, I say this a lot with like the work stuff. The work stuff lives in this like flirty land of let you know especially if someone's in this role where they're like the the boss you know the co-worker situation and what a lot of people do if they're flirting with someone is they live in this land of oh we never get together we just text at work but it's like the minute you're getting the same text i mean i'm just saying i'm not sending my vacation pics to someone i'm not kind of intimate with and and i guess intimate can mean best friend I mean, you know, I, I, I on a level for that. Like someone I work with wouldn't be on the level of that unless I was trying to hook up with them. Again, nothing too alarming. To me, it's alarming to send you the same things because then it's like, what do you guys have? What what is your what is personal to this relationship? What's the difference between you and her? That you sleep in the same bed? Again, nothing too alarming, but definitely boarding on flirtatious that definitely made me feel uncomfortable. I brought this up to male friends and even my dad who say to leave it alone and that I shouldn't worry, but I'm having trouble moving past it. So I guess my question is twofold. How do I stop myself from looking through his phone? I now I know that it's wrong and I shouldn't be doing it. Well, the problem is you've already looked and I don't think people look through people's phones 
that they totally trust. And what you said, and, and it's weird, it's, it's almost like you've gaslit yourself. I don't even know if that's the right term, but I'm using it. Because when you say, I had trust issues with, from past relationships, it's like, I don't know, I, I, I tend to think that relationships are a lot more like rolls of the dice than they are the connected, you know, when, they, when you roll the dice, you have the same probability of getting, you know, a, a number every time you roll. One roll has nothing to do with the, the next roll. So I understand that you could have trust issues, but I do think a lot of the, like if you go to therapy for them and you get, you find ways to, you know, get through those. I think when you're in a loving relationship that you feel good in, you're not looking at their phone. And when they say, oh, that's a coworker, you go, oh, okay, you don't look further. And sometimes, and if you do have trust issues and you did look once and there was nothing there, I don't think you would keep looking. I think you smelled uh, some smoke and then you're like, ah, there was fire. So now every time you see smoke, you look for more fire and you keep finding fire. So I, I know your dad probably doesn't want to think of someone that he's maybe met in these, you know, in a negative way, but that's. Two, do you think uh, this is something I should worry about? Yeah, I do. Is my relationship doomed? I'm not going to tell you it's doomed. I can't. I don't want to blow up my otherwise wonderful or so I thought relationship over some younger party girl. Thanks in advance. Sincerely, way too curious cat. See, I think that's your biggest problem is I don't want to blow up my otherwise wonderful or so I thought relationship over some younger party girl. That is the biggest, that's your biggest problem. Your relationship isn't wonderful. I, I, I'm sorry, I don't mean to laugh, but I'm saying it's, it is not otherwise wonderful. It is otherwise tainted because you saw a text in the phone and the text was actually pretty flirty and was the exact same ones he's sending to you, his girlfriend, that he's sending to someone he's not fucking. So what's the difference between me and this person you're not fucking? What is the care you have for our relationship? Why isn't this stopped? Why does it keep happening? What do you need this for? And then I guess they would say, well, we work together, so we're always in front of each other. So they obviously have some sort of connection. I don't know what that is. Flirty, maybe. Attracted, maybe. Probably. I, I, I just, this idea of I don't want to blow up this thing that I'm annoyed at and I trust so little that I had to go look through their phone. And you're, you're placing all this blame on yourself because of how you got to this information. I don't think anyone gets to the information in a fun way. <laughs> you, you know, you're going to find out no matter what. And if you didn't find out, you'd go, what, what's missing here? Why do I, I keep eating the food and I'm not getting full because you're not getting a full person to date you. And maybe they'll never be that person. I, I don't know. And then you go to your dad. The dad isn't going to go, oh, he's fucking a bunch of chicks. I, he's going to be kind to you. It's in your dad's best interest that you're not alone. I know that sounds bad, but that's the truth. Your dad, you know, wants to make sure you're tucked away in, you know, the cubbyhole. Go back to the cubbyhole. 
you know, parents want their kids just doing something. They, they just want them occupied. They just don't want them alone. My mom says that to me all the time. I just don't want you alone. She doesn't care if it was, it was me and a mannequin. She's like, oh, he's got his mannequin. I just don't want him alone as long as he's got a mannequin to hang out with. So the dad isn't really someone that's going to give you an honest answer. I, the problem is the relationship doomed. I think it is. I, I'm, I, I'm just going to be upfront with you. He is, you said, here's a thing that makes me upset. And then he went back and did that same thing on a, on a different platform that he thought wouldn't get him caught. And guess what, bitch? You got caught. You got caught. And I'd, what's the strategy? And, and now you're calling her some younger party girl. That's not your problem. She's not the problem. Two to tango. And the one and, and one of the two is someone that is responsible for your feelings because you guys are in a relationship. So she's not responsible. That she didn't sign up for you as a responsibility. Yeah, girl power, women supporting women, fuck that shit. This girl is getting hers and getting off to the idea of like, this is a guy giving me attention. We don't know what she knows. If anything, he might be telling her, ah, yeah, we're breaking up. Or, hell yeah, we don't... Uh, it's not a great relationship or he might not even reveal that he's in something. We don't know, but her, her being a younger party girl, you're already, you know, base, you're already moving away from where the blame stands. And it's like, I'm dating someone who's texting with someone else. And now I'm kind of forced to deal with that. And I, and here's the thing to let yourself off the hook. And I've been in committed relationships. If I couldn't have my phone around another person, then I shouldn't be with them at all. And I've had that. I've thought that myself. You know, in that in that period of time where you're like dating and you're like, are, are we more than we're just hooking up? Oh, shit. Could I, could I have my phone around them? Would I feel, oh, and probably not. So maybe I need to either cut those things off or cut this off. That would be my thought process. And sometimes you do it later than you should. I've been there. Don't, you know, so... I think you got to reassess how you look at this relationship. What relationship do I want to be in? Do I want to be in one where I'm always thinking about their phone and then you're going, well, and I know when you're in it, you're going, well, then there's no other person out there that, no, I think there is. Podcast at gmail.com. Podcast at gmail.com. Happy 2023. Uh, thank you for making this show a part of your new year. Uh, I'm always... I'm always just impressed by the listenership and just thank you, thank you, thank you all for being a part of this show. And we'll be back next week. Boom.